outreach. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Song Reach. I'm your host, Taylor Fight. This is a music podcast where I feature songs from mostly independent artists, and I discuss them and their background, current events, where you can find more of their music via websites and social media, and lastly, a featured song that ties well with the rest of the artists on the episode, almost like a collective three-song playlist. And at the end, I add a special surprise interview. I am ecstatic to be doing this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try very hard to be entertaining for you. And uh, let's just get going here. I've got my three songs, my three artists. We got up first, Dionysia. These guys are from Boston, Massachusetts. There are four members in the band. We got Garrett on guitar, Alex on drums, Josh on bass and cello, amongst all things, and Julian on saxophone, keys, and backup vocals. I found out about these guys through Spotify Discover Weekly. Their song Aura popped up for me, and that's actually the song we're going to be featuring today. It's got a sweet sort of electro rock indie vibe to it. I almost want to go as far as saying that Incubus had a lot of influence on this track. That's it for me, at least. I grew up listening to Incubus, and uh, you'll know immediately in the verses with the keyboard hook melody that's kind of gluing the rest of the music together. So apparently the band name comes from the Dionysia, and it was a large festival in ancient Greece in honor of the god Dionysus. I've been corrected, actually. It's Dionysus, like Leonidas from 300. And I guess the festival was second biggest in the country for theatrical performances, dramatic tragedies, and comedies beginning after 487 BC. I'm curious if that's where the happy sad masks come from when you see all the time. I think there's even an emoji for it. Uh, that's related to drama and theater and Broadway. So I'm curious to see if that's where it comes from. That would be pretty rad. These guys just released their latest album middle of last year in 2019 on July 26th, I believe. And the album is called Catalyze. And it's a cool ass album. I love a majority of the songs on there. It opens up with one called Are You Settled? And it has a very Verve vibe to it. If you guys know the band The Verve, and uh, it's like this spatial rock, like anthem sort of feel to it. Uh, powerhouse intro, it's got distorted guitars. I love my distortion. Jordan, uh, my brother who I play with, he plays out of an orange stack, and uh, you can't beat that distortion much with anything else. And I love it, and I love that song, and they actually have another song called Capsize that I found out about through their website. If you just go to thedionesiaband.com, I believe is the website, dionesiaband.com. You scroll down to their video section, and they are featuring a really professional-looking live video of them playing in what looks like a brick loft sort of um area 
And uh, it's pretty dope. It's a great quality sounding video. You guys should go and check that out. Go and support them. Check out their website. Go and buy their music. The only way that bands are able to continue doing this coming from experience is to have support. And uh, that also means financial support. So go ahead and drop however much money it is to buy their album and put it on your phone. I mean, it's that easy and these guys would just be stoked. So here it is for the first time, the first song ever featured on this podcast, Song Reach. I present to you Aura by Dionysia off of the album Catalyze. Okay, up next we have a 70s inspired rock band that's fused with a contemporary riff based twist. This is Vision Arcade. I really dig riff bands such as Royal Blood and Rage Against the Machine. And one of my favorites right now is actually Highly Suspect. They have twin brothers in that band as well. And Vision Arcade can vouch for this style in a couple of their tracks, one being Afterglow and their latest single release, Bleed Me Out. They have a music video on YouTube right now for Afterglow that's really cool. Go see it for yourself. They're from Austin, Texas, which is also pretty badass. I've taken a road trip through there and cruised 6th Street and been through a couple of the venues that they've played at. It's amazing that this band is actually gaining traction for being in one of the densest music cities in the country, if not the world. You walk up and down the streets of downtown and there's literally a musician playing at every single bar and restaurant. They're playing all genre types, so I can imagine it can be difficult to stand out. Especially since South by Southwest is a huge draw in that city as well. So the members of the band are Max, Rory, Connor, and Evan. They're just starting out. They've released four singles on Spotify that I'm aware of. And uh, what lends a hand for these guys is the quality of the recordings. I think all artists can vouch for that being extremely important to represent your sound and your brand and just exactly the way that you want it to be. That's always been a very stressful part in my musical career. And uh, I'm sure other artists can relate. But the song that I'm featuring today on Song Reach is their track, War Machine. And it sounds eerily like John Frusciante's guitar playing from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
which is guess what kind of style? Riff-based. My take on it is it's about the tragedies that occur from the repercussions of war and uh, how we all persevere through dreams for a better tomorrow. Sounds like a campaign speech, I know, but there you have it. Vote for me. I'm uh, I'm going up for, for president here, song president. Here's War Machine by Austin, Texas's, Austin, Texas's, gosh, Austin's very own Vision Arcade. Enjoy. Unfortunately, are coming to the close of episode one. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying yourselves as much as I have. Go and follow the previous two bands on all their socials. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. And you never know, they might be coming to a town near you. You could check them out live and tell them that song reach and Taylor sent you. I'm sure they would love to hear that. This next guy is in what's called the headliner slot. I had the privilege of sitting down with him and doing a screen interview last weekend. And man, he's got some stories. He's actually been out here to Kauai. He talks about his favorite fish taco spot and zooming around dark caves and waterfalls of the world's tallest sea cliffs, the Nepali coast. And he talks a little bit about his fashion sense. So you're not going to want to miss this next segment. Without further ado, here is Connor Kelly with the song Hawaii Mustang.
Dude. Yo, what's up? Hey, man. How are you? I'm excited, man. I hope my connection's good. I'm on my phone. I figured that would work better. All right, dude. Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks again for joining me here on my new podcast. It's awesome. You were the first guy that got back to me. Just you're super kind and giving me a shot and everything. I really am stoked. I guess I'll just start introing with how I even came across you and your music. I'm actually a huge fan of Spotify's Discover Weekly. Uh, your song Hawaii Mustang popped in. I just noticed Hawaii in the title of the track and it just had me hooked instantly. And I'm like, okay, I gotta give this guy a listen. And that song is Dude, awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, that song is so good. I listen to it all the time. Yeah, Discover Weekly is really cool, man. We had a show just like last night or two nights ago and I had like a couple people come up to me and say like, Hey man, you came up on my Discover Weekly and I've been listening to you for like a, a month or two and nice. that's like the reason I'm at the show tonight. Like Spotify is super cool about about that stuff. Yeah, I'm it, fortunate to get those those features on that playlist. As soon as you get plugged into one uh, yeah, area, it just starts feeding like, you. You can, you can really like connect with like real fans. It's not like your typical like, you know, like robot you know fan growth over the internet it's like a pretty authentic thing so i, I definitely dig this discover weekly a lot i got to send you a couple questions beforehand if you had a, yeah. a second to look over those those are pretty much the same ones i'm just gonna go over with you today yeah yeah dude but, totally and uh, i want to get into the whole uh background on hawaii mustang but how about you just talk about yourself a little bit um, I noticed that you just started putting out music in the last few years. If you want to just talk about your background and like where you're from, how you even got into music. So I guess we're still kind of at the beginning of this thing. I'm only 18. I don't know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I think I read so that I, in a, a yeah, interview. I think, I, I think I can't really remember a time when I wasn't like heavily like influenced and inspired by just like all kinds of music. My dad was a drummer and just kind of always been like a, big part of my life I think at like probably like just two or three years ago is when I actually really decided that it was going to become more of like a you know like a career kind of thing it's like I can never remember it not being something that I was very serious about but there was definitely a big change in like you know the last like two or three years it started um I was like 15 and in my freshman year of high school and I wrote this song called Things to Lose, put it out on Spotify, and I think in like two days or something, it had like 20,000 plays, and that just gave me this like wow. crazy, like, you Must know, have been I was just like, a fire was ignited, and yeah. I was like, it's so, it's so weird that that many people listen to it, right. it was probably Discover Weekly too. Dude, guaranteed, <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that just kind of like, you know, really amped me up, and Wanted, you know, made me want to get some more stuff out. And, like, it was almost like this thing, like, was happening, you know, faster than I could even, like, stop and, like, evaluate. It was yeah. just, like, it wasn't a question that I was, like, just going to start working on the next song and the next right, song. Right. Just, like, you know, try and keep it going. And my brother at the time, who I co-write all my songs with, and, you know, he's, he's like, a big part of the whole music thing for me. And he was living in LA at the time. So I was just kind of solo dolo back here in Knoxville, Tennessee, where yeah. I am right now. Yeah. And he was in another band and man, there's like all kinds of crazy stories that go into that. <laughs> the lead singer actually moved to uh, Hawaii for a little bit and the band kind of broke up. And, uh, you know, at the same time I'm back here, back home 
writing these songs and stuff and he you know is acknowledging that and all that and he's an amazing guitar player so he decides to come back and start writing some of these songs and playing guitar with me we put out another song called moon from the sun and that one did like i think even better than yeah, things to lose and, you know, it just seemed it seemed like things were kind of falling into place and uh i think at that point it was just you know super simple and solely about just writing a song recording it and putting it on spotify now it's you know it's crazy it's like going on tours yeah it's just taking off band you know having a band and like all kinds of stuff and it's definitely you know it's definitely grown a lot in the past couple years but um you know it's a it's kind of where it all started i guess for me was like just you know my brother going to college out there in la and leaving all of his guitars started screwing around you pretty much used all of them like when he was away like thanks bro for all the guitars like (laughs) i think i owe all the people like that listened to that first song the credit for like what i'm doing now because like Mm. just feeling that like you know like acceptance and you know like yeah man the thing of like people up people like this it made me want to, you know, keep doing it. That's cool. Yeah. So your brother was living in LA and then he moved back to Tennessee because he believed yeah. in you so much, man. That is like, yeah, man. Yeah. that's he's, pretty killer. He's man. Sweet. So I guess my next question is, I know every artist has their signature look. Do you have any like specific look to you? Something you always wear, some yeah. kind of signature move that you always do? Yeah, dude. I like this question a lot. It's cool. <laughs> I think, um, I think... I'm definitely more of like a thrift store shopper than nice. like a brand shopper yeah. like Supreme or any of that stuff like that. I, I'm more into just like if I see a crazy jacket with a absurd looking pattern on it mm-hmm. versus if I see like a jacket that says like Gucci or something, right, like right, I'm right. going to go with the pattern. Like, yeah. Especially since it's probably like 14 bucks versus <laughs> 1400 yeah. I think But yeah, I think my look probably comes from like uh, I definitely copy Robert Plant on the hair from Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah, dude, you even like kind of look like him too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel like my casual my casual clothes are so different than like you know because I feel like you know the look is important and everything, and I I totally dig clothes and all that stuff. So like when I'm on stage, I'm wearing some yeah you know, ridiculous shit, and you know when I'm just hanging around wearing like right. a hoodie or whatever. Right, right, but right. Either way, I try to like stay away from brand stuff that's cool man yeah i think i saw some photos on your instagram of you playing a show uh with like a giant like orange long sleeve sweater on or something i was like okay that's pretty sweet (laughs) yeah man totally you kind of touched on this already with your brother and uh spotify kind of like breaking you do you can you attribute a specific moment in time that sort of just gave you the traction of you then propelling to where you are now like is i know your brother had a lot of influence um is there anything else like maybe can you remember that Um, moment i think like i said earlier it's like uh i'd probably give two answers to this question one being like when i like first was like inspired by music like a super young age and then the second answer would be like when i started taking it like super seriously um, the first answer when I was really young, I was just watching my dad play the drums to like old, like rush songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I was super young, I just like would be like, wow, that is like the coolest thing ever being like six years old. My dad's just 
ripping some yeah. like Neil Peart drum solo. Yeah. I literally just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I still kind of do. <laughs> and did you ever and, play drums uh, after him? Yeah, yeah. Drums yeah. are actually my like main instrument. That was okay. like the first thing cool. that I played. Um, actually, on the album we released, like Hawaii Mustang and all those songs, that's me playing the drums on those recordings too. So wow. that was a lot of fun to do nice. that. Um, and I definitely have my dad to thank for that because it probably would have gotten wouldn't have gotten into the drums like mm-hmm. without without his like influence. And mm-hmm. so, so then the other answer, uh, my answers are super long. No, this <laughs> so is the great. Other man. Answer, definitely be my brother. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just that whole like thing of yeah, he was kind of out doing his you know music thing on his own, and I was kind of here doing it on my own. And we were both pretty like we were both like pretty frustrated and satisfied with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like there were just a lot of things about like the band he was in that he loved and he thought was like kick ass and they were, they were really cool. And then there were a lot of things where they just like didn't get along and there were like other things going on where he you know needed to find, you know, a better like thing that could, you know, sustain and, right, and right. all that. And I was, I was frustrated because I didn't have anybody to play with. But, yeah, you know, no band really. On that, yeah. on that first song, it was, uh, you know, I tracked the guitar all the way through, and then I tracked the drums all the way through, and then I, you know, mm-hmm. I got actually got one of my friends named Adrian to play bass on it, and then mm-hmm. I sang on it, mm-hmm. and that was that was basically it. And I was like, that was actually the first song that me and Benjamin worked on. He was still in LA. I was frustrated because I like it needed something. And I sent it to him and he played this guitar solo over. I don't know if you heard the song. And it's like the you know, it's like the more of a melody, it's more of a like it's more vocals than the yeah. vocals. You know, like right. when I think of that song, I think of that melody. And yeah. he totally made that song. And I was like that was kind of the moment for me where I was like, All right, this is this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I definitely have him Those to give sparks credit for just that. happened and Yeah, and that sparked, you know, moving mm-hmm. back and all these everything we're doing now basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I play with my brother too, and uh, there's something about like the family connection. Yeah, like, it's man, in, it totally you, kills all the all the worry about like band feud and stuff like that. And then you know, I'm also very fortunate to have like you know my bass players, like basically my brother too, Aiden mm-hmm. Lamb, man. He's like, you know, we we really don't have that like issue like big disagreements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. But definitely playing with your brother is like a very cool thing. On a creative level, it's just effortless. I've been playing with him for like 15 years, over 15 years. He's guitar yeah, and I'm man, drums. We, yeah, we definitely have some of that like twin telepathy shit yeah. sometimes. And we're not even twins. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I, I feel you, man. Take yeah. other brother bands, you know, like Kings of Leon yeah. or something. And they sound awesome all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we always laugh about like Oasis. We always talk about how we're going to like fake break up and then get back together like <laughs> yeah. just to get publicity yeah. or, something. or like fake your death or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm only 18 but i died <laughs> something <laughs> i'm coming back <laughs> this is an interesting one and uh i know there's like a a burrito craze so i'm deciding to do like my own little twist on it and based on your touring and you know all the travels that you've done i'm sure you've ate a lot of mexican food i have yet to meet someone who doesn't like mexican so what is your favorite fish taco spot let's see so actually when i was in Kauai, i me and my brother both religiously went to this place called tiki tacos yeah i know it and we went yeah yeah, yeah. you know what that is we went there like five times <laughs> and like literally we were there for like i think a little bit under a month 
and maybe we even went six times. We went like five or six times, like just kept on going mm-hmm. back. And it was really good. Recently, we've both switched into the vegan diet, and I wonder how that would go over if we went back. I don't know Dude, if we they- have. It would be it would be tough, but I bet they could still put together. I mean, they got like really fresh they stuff do, man. there. I would say tiki yeah. tacos was like a, a really good because even no. yeah, even they just had like good chips and salsa. Yeah, like, they that place know, is still one of my really favorites. Place. Yeah, that's a, that's another good question. I mean, there, there's so many places like on these past two tours we've been on. We just like I literally just type in like crazy vegan food, and we'll go find some place with like buffalo cauliflower like Dang. all kinds of like really fresh like awesome tasting food we ate it somewhere it's, it's not tacos it doesn't really answer the question but we, we ate it someplace yeah. in dc called munchies like like with like an e-e-z like munchies. Yeah, munchies and we like literally yeah we literally joke about like catching a plane to go <laughs> <laughs> like just to go it back so good it was, was like uh it was like euros and falafel and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff it was like nice. really good dude yeah there's yeah, some tiki tacos is the, it was the best mexican yeah food man on the, the, on the island at least yeah they're really good i have it pretty frequently myself they actually hand yeah. make their own corn tortillas which i think is probably what that's I, that's honestly i i can honestly remember like thinking wow this tortilla is amazing yeah. so and they just load makes, them with veggies yeah. honestly the protein part is like the least amount of ingredient that they put in there and then yeah. it's just like lettuce yeah. and tomato they, yeah, they just no, stack totally. it yeah yeah there's like a really good they have like I don't know if it was like their hot sauce or if it was just like a Hawaiian mm. hot sauce that I hadn't heard of, but they had a hot sauce there that was like really Yeah, it comes good. in like, like a giant spicy food. Yeah, it comes yeah, in that dude, giant yeah, like goose neck thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess this just kind of wraps wraps up with this last question, man. Anything you want to plug? It could be stuff that you have coming up musically, anything personal going on you want to share, just anything really, like, this is your segment. I call it the spotlight. Honestly, anywhere on Kauai that's watching this, if you got, like, a venue or a party or anywhere you want us to play, we, we are really looking to come down to Hawaii in uh, probably, I would say, July or oh, June. Like, sometime this summer. Dang. Play some shows down there. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, other than that, just to people beyond the island uh we're working on an album right now and i'm super excited about it it's very conceptual and yeah man it'll it'll be a lot of fun music videos and all that stuff so just would want to tell everybody to stay tuned keep an eye out for tour dates too my my website is just connorkellymusic.com if you want to come see us that's about all i got man appreciate it yeah, I saw that you you've been playing recently too, right? A few shows like just the other night. Yeah, man, we we've we've been kind of going nonstop. Other than like we took like a little bit of a month off. It's hard for me to say no, even to yeah. like the weirdest shows. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just like, why not? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You never know what would happen. You know, who would you meet? Yeah, stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. I was reading your um, interview with Red Canyon Records. You were saying something about how you enjoy playing music under your name rather than like a band name and how you're able to get away with a lot more yeah, like genre yeah, styles totally. and stuff. I, I heard that people relate you to John Mayer and stuff. And that dude, like he can play anything and people would be yeah, psyched exactly. on it. You know? That is a total plus of that whole thing. Cause it's like, you know, if you heard like, even I, I don't know if you're familiar with like Mumford and Sons, oh, and yeah. all, but like they had that whole sound going where it was more like, bluegrass or whatever and then they just completely switched into like more of like an alt rock kind of mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. and it like 
it kind I mean it went it went over well for like their diehard fans and stuff but like if if you really if you really dive into like reviews and stuff people mm. people were not they happy about it. And then, yeah. And then you got like John Mayer will make like Continuum which is like pop soul yeah. and then he'll go make Born and Raised which is like country Grateful right. Dead More like and he's, they're yeah. just like oh they don't have bad an eye it's just like yeah, exactly. it's, thing. it's crazy exactly yeah. man we didn't even talk about Hawaii Mustang dude and you coming to Hawaii so let's just wrap up with that. I, I would love to hear it. I know listeners would love to hear it. Dude, honestly, I can remember very vividly being up here in this room. This is like the studio, basically, for cool. home recording stuff. The kit there, the computer here. Nice. I'm just kind of always like, you know, throwing ideas down, like basically right here. And then they end up being taken to some other studio. And, you know, we'll go into another studio and kind of finish it up. But this is usually where like, this is where the whole other album was like born. But yeah. I can remember sitting up here. And Benjamin, my brother, coming upstairs with like a towel on, like wet hair, like, like yo, dude, I started singing this thing in the shower or something like that. And it was like the the chorus, like, long as you keep your windows mm-hmm. And he was just like, he was like singing that. I was like, all right, all right like, let's whatever. Go for it. Like, okay, it's weird, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then later he played, uh, he played, um, you know, that beginning guitar thing, the doo-doo-doo, mm-hmm. like a very yeah. fast, like John Frusciante kind yeah. of guitar thing. And I just titled it, um, you know, he was just trying to record it. Like, I got this thing, you know, just record it so I don't forget it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just saved it in the computer as Hawaii Mustang because a couple of years ago he had gone to Hawaii and they rented a Mustang and all that was all that was kind of true, but you know, inspired a, a different kind of story. But they mm-hmm. had a red Mustang that they rented, it was like a convertible, and I was like super jealous because I wanted to go to Hawaii like so bad. And my brother had gone and like he had this cool convertible and I always thought about that, like how I wanted to go. And for whatever reason, I don't even know why. I just needed to name it something mm-hmm. on the computer mm-hmm. and I named it Hawaii Mustang. Yeah, perfect. And then he started writing lyrics with that concept and the rest is kind of history. He he wrote like most of that song and we just kinda we kinda put that together and you know, one one thing led to another and we were like, All right, we gotta go to Hawaii now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. we we got uh my sister was graduating college. Uh, just this past summer and she went to college in LA and we um, we were already going to be in LA and you know, you know a ticket from LA to, to Kauai is like I don't even remember what it was probably like 100 bucks or like mm-hmm. 90 bucks or mm-hmm. something we didn't tell my sister we didn't tell my parents who were coming down there with us who had paid for our tickets to go to the graduation and we just got like a, a tent and we literally just <laughs> booked it man like we got yeah. on the plane and left and we were like calling my my parents like laughing about it like we're on a plane to hawaii right now. Like, shut up. no you're not and we were like no we are we're going right now i think my dad figured it out that he didn't want to tell him all yeah like yeah so we got down there and it was just like the you know it was like we had i think we stayed in airbnb like two or three nights out of the month but we mainly were just camping we nice. this place called the kumu camp if you've ever been there oh yeah i but, have yeah yeah, we were over at the Kumu camp. There was a like a YMCA that, or something like that camp that was like on the beach that we were planning on staying at, and it, it was just closed for like the whole time we were there. So we thought we were screwed. Shout out to the Kumu camp. Yeah, dude, awesome. I've been to a couple birthday parties over there, and, and they have the yurts. Nice, yeah, you can go and stay in the yurts yeah, over there. It's a cool spot, man. Mm-hmm. Cool, Being man. Being that close to the beach with your tent for like nine bucks a night or something yeah, it's it awesome yeah there's good surf right there hey did you ever go out to um 
the the very end of the island on the west side called Polyhale. Did you camp over yeah, there? Yeah, we went to Polyhale. Yeah, yeah, totally. That man. place. We is... went there. We went. Uh, we camped at Polyhale for. Um, we we actually just went for one night, but we went up there, and man, we were not supposed to take our rental car. No, up you're there. not. You know how bumpy it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. It was. It was a. I mean, we kind of had a POS rental car, and it was like a. <laughs> It was like a small a POS like, by the end of uh, it. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a small white Ford Explorer. Or no, it was like a because Explorers are SUVs. I think it was like a I don't know, it like was, a sedan of some kind. And yeah. it was on its last legs. And I think we, I think we did a number on the transmission or something going up there. All those bumps mm. going up to Paul Holiday. It was so worth it. My favorite thing about about visiting that island was definitely. Uh, the uh we went on on my birthday it was like one of the last days we were there um we went on a tour of the uh oh man i'm going blank uh was it up, the, uh, up north or nepali coast yeah okay yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah. the cliffs yeah you know, the sea cliffs yeah yeah totally we went through those caves man we had this driver who you know he was giving us the rundown of all the history and stuff it was all this amazing stuff told us about um, you know, like the, the island, you know, across that you can see that's owned by like somebody that's not like a part of mm-hmm. any country or whatever. I forgot mm-hmm. what it's called, like the forbidden island or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, told us about mm-hmm. that. It told us about all these like kind of superstitious kind of like old Hawaiian beliefs of, you know, you could like, you weren't supposed to like take the rocks and like all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was super interested in like all the stuff <laughs> he was saying. And then mm-hmm. we got up to this cave and it was like, you know, he like kind of slowed down next to it. Like, you know, showing us how like a waterfall coming down over this cave. I was like, Oh, that's a really cool cave. Just sitting and hanging out. And then out of nowhere, he just pulls the gas and f- starts flying <laughs> into the cave. Like this wow. passage. And it's just like a black cave and you can't see anything. anything. You're like, Oh my God. Like what is about to happen? <laughs> And he like takes this really sharp right turn, and we just come out of the cave on the other side. And it's Dang. all good. I'm like, wow, that guy's probably done that like yeah. every day for the years. <laughs> That's probably how he got so good at it. Yeah, my friend's uh, wife actually works for that company captain andy's really? and they, yeah captain and I, andy yeah, yeah that's it yeah yeah and i've that's uh, awesome, i've been on the because they do the big zodiac um catamaran uh tours as well like the hundred footers or whatever yeah um, so, we were on like a dude ours was like, like a, a little zodiac little raft yeah. yeah it was like a gray raft yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, those fast ones they do like what maybe up to a dozen people and you guys zoom through yeah, all the caves yeah, it was and a the pretty waterfalls small group but it was a lot of fun everybody mm-hmm. was cool they had good music and they had like chips and drinks they were just nice. hanging out that's awesome fun, i've man. yet to do that one i've done the catamaran one that's like a four hour thing yeah same deal like you get fed burgers and like it's an open bar on there and stuff so Dang, that's awesome it's pretty killer yeah yeah man it was a lot of fun nice man well that pretty much wraps it up man i'm glad cool. we did this i'm gonna be you know plugging all your your sites and your music and everything on the episode you're gonna be in episode number one and, awesome, uh, dude. Yeah, Thank so, you for reaching out. It's really good to be a part of something going on on the island yeah, and everything. I can't yeah, wait to come dude. back and mm-hmm. appreciate it. Of course, yeah, I'll spread the word. I know a couple of people that are into promotional companies and um, booking companies here on the island and in the state. And uh, yeah. you never know, like you might get hit up by them and, and you'll be coming out to yeah, Hawaii totally, in like six man. months. So. <laughs> cool. 
Okay, man. Well, yeah, thanks I'll so be much. Plugging all your stuff too, by the way. Yeah, dude. I'll I'll, I'll let you. Know, I mean, you'll know immediately when uh, your episode is out because I'll tag you, and then yeah, just feel free to share it. I'm looking forward to just keep doing this with other artists. It's fun for me. Like yeah. I've been meaning to do this for a while, and um, I'm glad that I'm. I'm yeah, gonna, dude. I think it's really feature. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Good luck with everything. Stay in touch. Let me know about new music, and we'll do another episode together. Yeah, dude. Totally. All right, man. Peace. Yeah. Mom. Later, dude. Of course. <laughs> Bye. It's all I couldn't have put this show together without the help of Brian Ibbitt from Coverville. He has one of the longest standing music podcasts online right now. He's going 16 years strong, over 1,300 episodes since 2004. Not 130, not 13, 1300. I can't thank him enough. Go and check his podcast out, Coverville. Aside from the podcast being released every week, I do have other socials online. Go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at song.reach. I'd love to hear from you. I'm constantly trying to update it with interview sneak peeks and pretty little photos with my logo on it and stuff like that. I'm also running a pretty cool campaign right now where you can win free stuff. Entry prizes are a Song Reach logo coffee mug and a water bottle. And for a grand prize, all you gotta do is give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and you're automatically entered to win Song Reach Bluetooth headphones. I look forward to giving you more content and hopefully more music you can listen to on the daily. Until next time, All songs featured on today's episode belong to the copyright holders and they've graciously given me permission for them to be played on the show.